All right, everyone, welcome to the Toasty Kettle Podcast, where we help you connect with the past through food. My name is James, I'm your host, and today is episode 48. Now, before we dive into the content today, I wanted to remind everyone, if you like what you hear, make sure you leave a five-star review wherever you get your podcasts. Also, do you like to tell stories? If you have a memory about the best thing you ever ate, a crazy family recipe you grew up eating, or something else food-related, I want to hear about it, and I'd love to feature it and share it on the show. Email me at toastykettle at gmail.com, and we can make that happen. All right, with that out of the way, I'm going to dive into today's show. Today we're going to talk all about the history of White Castle. Now, (laughs) this is a fascinating history. White Castle has been around forever. Okay, maybe not forever, but they've been around for a long, long time. In fact, White Castle is the nation's oldest burger chain. Yes, you heard that correctly. White Castle is older than Burger King, older than Wendy's, older than McDonald's, older than In-N-Out, and others. So when did White Castle start? White Castle got its start in 1921 in Wichita, Kansas. And today we're going to talk all about what they've done to have tremendous longevity. So first let's talk about their founding. In 1916, In Wichita, Kansas, Walter Anderson started a diner that he converted from a streetcar. The diner was so successful that he opened a second and a third location. He was looking to start his fourth location when he met Billy Ingram. Billy Ingram was a real estate broker who fell in love with Walter Anderson's concept. However, in order for the concept to really take off, they had to change an entire culture nationwide and convince people that fast food, particularly hamburgers, uh, was a winner. In this new venture, Walter Anderson was the cook and Billy Ingram was tasked with the marketing and you know the real estate, the operations, that kind of thing. And they started the first White Castle location with only $700. The very first White Castle opened on the northwest corner of First and Main in Wichita, and the original building is no longer standing. In 1921, enough people were still reeling from Upton Sinclair's novel, The Jungle, which was published in 1906. I don't know how many of you have read this book, but it's horrific. I read it several years ago. And it paints a very detailed picture of the meat industry at the turn of the century and the nasty, gross, disgusting stuff that went on. It almost convinced me to become a vegetarian. Absolutely horrendous. Understandably, people at the time in the 20s didn't quite trust hamburger meat. They thought that all it was going to give you was a healthy dose of E. coli. And that was likely probably true at the time. Now, White Castle sought to change that. When they started opening locations, the buildings were white outside, 
Inside, they were stainless steel, and employees wore spotless white uniforms. Anderson and Ingram did everything they could to portray cleanliness in their image. And this seemed to work really well. White Castle was a smash hit and created a loyal following. The restaurants did so well, they quickly expanded operations to more Midwest locations. So innovation is a funny thing. You know, White Castle, they didn't make the first hamburger. However, they helped it gain a wide national audience. Walter Anderson was also responsible for the invention of the hamburger bun. Up until White Castle started pumping out patties, burgers were served on bread, just two slices of bread. He also pioneered the whole kitchen assembly line concept. Cooks were replaceable units in the cogs of the greater machine. Another crazy innovation was chain-wide standards and methods for cooking the food. Now, this meant a customer could walk into any White Castle and have a predictably similar experience. These seemingly small contributions really helped fast food blow up to what it is today, and they were unheard of at that time. No one was doing this. No one was having this assembly line mentality or having standardized methods for cooking their food across locations. White Castle changed that. White Castle faced some other problems at the start. They were incredibly popular. Now, on the surface, this doesn't sound like a bad thing, right? However, no infrastructure had been built out to support the demand their locations were attracting. So they quickly got to work. They built centralized bakeries, meat supply plants, and warehouses to keep restaurants well supplied. In 1932, Ingram developed a device that made paper hats and other paper products used mainly in the restaurant industry. And he actually built a successful side business around that. He named the company Paper Linen. And in 1955, they shipped over 42 million paper hats worldwide. That's incredible. It's quite the uh, side business there. Walter Anderson decided to sell his half of the business in 1933, and that gave Ingram complete control of the White Castle Company. It has remained a family business with an Ingram as CEO to this day. Currently, they're run by Lisa Ingram, who is uh, Billy Ingram's great-granddaughter. In 1936, Ingram began toying with the idea of moving their company headquarters. At the time, they had a distribution network that stretched all the way from Wichita to New York. Ingram felt strongly that the company headquarters should be at the distribution center. This prompted the move from Wichita to Columbus, Ohio. And it's fascinating to me as well, when you start getting around World War II, how many companies had to change and adapt through World War II. Last week, we talked about Kool-Aid and how they had to adapt through World War II. And White Castle was no different. During World War II, they faced beef shortages due to the rationing, and they quickly pivoted to serve eggs and hot dogs, anything to keep hungry people fed. Another innovation came from an employee in 1954, and this one is iconic White Castle. Uh, it's what 
we think of when we think of a White Castle slider. So employee Earl Howell discovered that sliders cooked faster if you poked holes in them. To really appreciate this, you have to understand how these burgers cook. They use a two by two inch patty that isn't cooked directly on a grill or griddle like other burgers. Instead, they have a bed of grated onion on the flat top. They then put 30 patties on top of the onions. That's how much a grill can hold at a time. And it's also what fits into a Crave box, 30 sliders in a Crave box. You can also get a Crave crate, which has 100 sliders in the box. Now, as these patties sit on top of the onions, they are actually steaming and not grilling. Not only did Earl discover a faster way to cook the patties, the holes allowed even more of the oniony goodness to permeate the patty. And then the patty is placed on a steam bun with a slice of pickle and some grilled onion. And this leads to a unique burger that you won't get anywhere else. Today, all White Castle burgers are prepared in this fashion with five holes in each patty. They hold a patent on the machine that puts the holes in the patties and they call it a meat horn. So Billy Ingram's forte was marketing. That's really what he brought to the table. Uh, Walter Anderson was the cook side of things and handled that aspect very well with very tight standards for his staff and employees. And Ingram was all about the marketing. In 1933, they launched a campaign that put a coupon in the newspaper the ad discounted these already cheap sliders, and it was a raging success. Locations were slammed. The rush was so intense, restaurants were selling out within an hour. Their supply houses had to work double time to keep up with the frenzy going on at the White Castle. Now, through the years, White Castle has also had their share of imitators. Restaurants would often copy the familiar castle-like exterior. They would serve sliders. They also would take on similar-sounding names, generally dropping castle from the name. So you'd have White Cabin, White House, White Diamond, White Grill. However, none of them ever matched White Castle's success. In 1959, White Castle expanded for the first time since the 20s. Billy Ingram had stepped down as CEO and retired to Miami. And in Miami, he built three White Castle restaurants. However, they were closed in 1967 due to inefficient supply distribution. In 1961, White Castle added their first new menu item. That's 40 years after opening, by the way. Their website says, 41 years after opening our doors, we took a calculated risk and added our first new menu item, the cheeseburger. So if you haven't figured it out by now, this is not a restaurant that changes much through the years. It reminds me a lot of In-N-Out in that regard. The family refused to take on debt through the years, and as a result, they have a comparably smaller footprints than their competitors. They have 420 locations in the US and two locations in China. They are largely located in the Midwest and Kentucky 
and Tennessee. However, they have a few locations in Nevada and several in New York. And to put that into perspective, McDonald's has 36,000 restaurants around the world, with 14,000 of those located here in the U.S. In 2015, White Castle began offering veggie sliders with a dairy-free bun. They wanted to have a vegan option available. And in 2018, they began selling the Impossible Slider using a meat substitute, using that Impossible Burger that's popping up at a lot of restaurants around the country. Today, they have a variety of fish, chicken, and breakfast items on tap. They've expanded well beyond the humble slider that started everything. So also in 2015, White Castle expanded into a new state for the first time in 56 years. They opened their first location in Las Vegas, Nevada, and the demand was so great the company had to close their doors for two hours to restock. They said they sold an estimated 4,000 sliders an hour during that grand opening, and that's incredible. So now for some quick facts about White Castle. White Castle was the first fast food chain to hit 1 billion burgers sold. They hit that milestone in 1961, which was two years before McDonald's hit it. And they did it with less locations than McDonald's used to hit that uh, 1 billion served. The Chicago Water Tower was the inspiration for the architectural design of the iconic White Castle buildings. The Chicago Water Tower was one of the few buildings to survive the Great Chicago Fire of 1871, and it looks like a castle. Even though White Castle originated in Wichita, Kansas, they don't have any locations there today. In fact, they don't have any White Castle restaurants in the entire state of Kansas. Ouch. (laughs) It's one of the few restaurant chains to not have a location in its original city. However, to celebrate the company's 90th birthday in 2011, they opened a White Castle stand in Wichita for one day only. Now, going way back to Ingram's desire to change the perception of ground beef and how healthy it could be for you, he funded several studies to prove that ground beef was healthy. One study followed a University of Minnesota medical school student who ate nothing but White Castle for 13 weeks. He was found to be in good health at the end of the experiment. So uh, that's kind of crazy. In the 80s, White Castle shipped frozen burgers anywhere in the country. If you didn't have a White Castle near you, you could call a toll-free number and have a box of frozen sliders delivered right to your doorstep. And that paved the way for their frozen food line that you can now pick up at most grocery stores. I've always been curious about these sliders that I see at Walmart in the freezer aisle, and I'm going to have to try one of those this weekend. I don't have a White Castle near me, but I want to try it after doing this research. So I guess that's going to be my first foray into White Castle. White Castle gets all romantic on Valentine's Day. Cute. <laughs> Locations will take reservations week in, weeks in advance, and they offer table service. In 2015, more than 35,000 customers participated. And on a side note, while we're on the romantic side of things, over 75 couples 
have actually gotten married inside of a White Castle restaurant. In China, you can get a duck meat slider. They call it the cherry blossom slider, and it's only available in uh, China, in their Chinese locations. In 2014, Time Magazine named the White Castle Slider the most influential burger of all time. It beat out In-N-Out, Burger King's Whopper, the Big Mac, and others. So really, it was the fast food burger that got things going. And with all the innovations that all these other chains use today, uh, it's no wonder that White Castle was the most influential burger of all time. I can definitely buy into that after all the research that I've done for this episode. Well, that's all I have for this week. If you like what you heard, make sure you leave a five-star review. You can sign up for our newsletter at ToastyKettle.com. You can also find me on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at ToastyKettle. Until next week. <laughs>